Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain, an inspiring podcast that follows the story of Nikki Rowland's incredible journey. Join Nikki as she inspires other single women and single moms to be courageous and continue to persevere through their own life journey. Together, we will learn from Nikki's success and struggles as we create a tribe of women committed to finding freedom from their past, purpose in their present, and unlocking the potential for the future. Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain. Hey babes, welcome back to Behind the Black Curtain. It's your girl, Nikki Rowland. Really quickly, you guys, before we get into today's episode, if you are listening to me from Apple Podcasts, I need you to do me a favor. Go ahead and rate this podcast five stars and definitely leave a comment. So that way the podcast can be pushed out to even more people and I can continue to grow my audience, all right? Okay, so now that we got all the church announcements out the way, Let's get into today's topic. Today, we are talking about the father-daughter relationship. I personally believe that discussing the the importance of the father-daughter relationship and me sharing my personal story and exploring the impact of unhealthy relationship on our lives, that this episode will help you all to understand the significance of, of this particular connection and how to create a healthy bond with your father if he is still around. So with that being said, do expect, of course, to hear me share my story with my father and share with you guys how I've navigated my healing process. And this episode will also have quite a few statistics that I will share with you guys in it just to back up what I'm saying so you don't think I'm just pulling things out my butt. Um, so <laughs> with that being said, let's dive in. I want to start with the statistics and studies on the impact of early relationships on our lives, not even just the father-daughter relationship, but early relationships overall. One of the first studies that I saw was a longitudinal study conducted by the University of Minnesota tracking the lives of 267 individuals from birth to the age of 32. And this study found that individuals who experienced warm and supportive relationships with their parents and their caregivers in childhood had better physical and mental health, higher career success, and more stable and fulfilling romantic relationships than those who didn't. I want you guys to think about your own lives and your own situations as I share these statistics with you guys and see where you may fall in line with these. So that one said that these individuals who experience warm and supportive relationships with their, ch with their parents and their caregivers in their childhood had better physical and mental health higher career success, and more stable and fulfilling romantic relationships than those who didn't, okay? That's the first study. Um, I'm going to share about two more with you guys. The second one that I saw, uh, this study was published in the Journal of Youth and Adolescence, and this one found that the quality of parent-child relationships in early, in early adolescence predicted the quality of romantic relationships in late adolescence and early adulthood. So if you guys are already picking up on this, just with those two completely different studies, they both connect with how this relationship in our early childhood affects our romantic relationships 
as adults, okay? Here's the next study that I'm going to share with you. This one is a research done by the National Center for Biotechnology Information, NCBI. And this one suggests that the quality of early parent-child relationships can shape brain development and influence lifelong emotional and social functioning. Positive early relationships can promote healthy attachment styles and emotional regulation, while negative relationships can lead to insecure attachment styles and difficulties in regulating emotions. Can I tell you guys that that one, well, first of all, they all hit home for me. But this one here really pinpointed an issue that I had been dealing with, and it was an insecure attachment styles in relationships. And as old as I am, and I'm I'm not about to share my age with y'all, but <laughs> but as as grown as I am, I honestly did not realize that. First of all, I didn't realize there was a thing such a thing as attachment styles. But once I learned that, then I learned that I had, it's actually called an anxious attachment style. And it's where you end up in relationships and you're always anxious and feeling like this person is going to leave me at some point, right? Despite how great you may be, despite whatever you may be doing, showing up for them all the time. But subconsciously, you have this anxious attachment style where you're constantly wanting to know, you're wanting to be reassured that everything is okay. And so even if you don't, you know, it could be something as simple as like, I don't hear from this person often or I don't know, it just seems like their mood switch, you start to become anxious and feel like something's going wrong. I'm about to lose this relationship. And so, yeah, this has hit home for me. And you guys, it took me years to figure out why I show up the way I show up in relationship. But I'm going to get to that a little bit later in this podcast. So overall, the research indicates that early relationships, particularly with parents and caregivers, have a significant impact on our physical emotional and social development throughout our lives. Positive early relationships can have a foundation for thriving while negative relationships can have lasting consequences on our health, our happiness, and success. And again, as I go, as I talk to you guys on this podcast about the father-daughter relationships and how it impacts our lives, I want you guys to just Sit back and think about where you are in life right now, what you're experiencing in your health, in your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, what you're experiencing in your career, and see how that correlates with the relationship that you had with your father. And that way you can start to connect the dots with what may be going on with you in your life and how you're showing up. All right, so let's talk about my personal experience with my father-daughter relationship and how it's formed me into the woman that I am and the experiences that I've consequently had to deal with because of this relationship. So I'm going to be as candid with you guys as possible without trying to or without sounding like I'm trying to drag anyone because that's not the goal here. The goal for this podcast is to share my experiences, what I've learned and in hopes that you guys will be able to learn and grow from them and be able to continue to push forward as well. So growing up as a child, I honestly was terrified of my father. I was very fearful. I grew up in fear. Now, this is a man that I feel like he had a great personality. Like when I sit back and I think about it now, he had a great personality as far as 
I remember my father being somebody that loved to joke, joke around. He loved to make people laugh. He was a great cook. So he loved to cook for people like he would like cook for my family members as a birthday gift. Like that's what they would want for him to cook for them for their birthday. Okay. So that just tells you how good he was. He, he loved to dance and laugh and joke around. But when it came to being in our home and us, you know, being under his leadership, I was terrified. There was a lot of beating going on. I mean, that was their form of discipline was it was a lot of beating. Okay, so I felt like there was no room for error with my father. There was no such thing as giving you the benefit of the doubt. If he felt like you were wrong, you were wrong. Whether or not you were, it doesn't matter. He believed that you're wrong. So you're wrong. So you're, you're going to get your butt tore up. We were, it was just so strict in the home. Like we were timed when it was time to eat. There was a, a, you know, he would check the clock and be like, you need to be finished by this time. Because then if you weren't, then you're getting your butt tore up. I was constantly in fear. I was in fear of doing anything wrong. I was in fear of saying anything incorrectly. I was in fear of making a mistake and you guys all know children mess up all the time, right? <laughs> Heck, we as adults still mess up a lot. We make mistakes and I just felt like we weren't allowed to make mistakes because there was always that rod. There was always that belt that was ready to tear you behind up. And so I grew in fear of him. Um, I felt like I grew up nervous. I really did. And because there, I remember there would be moments where we would be happy and I would feel like, you know, we are joking around or he's joking around with us and playing with us. And I, you could say something wrong. Like you said the word lie. You, you're a liar. You're lying, you know, but you're talking to your sibling and you're playing and we weren't allowed to say that. So then that would cause an issue. Like it would go from happy, joyous, laughing, having fun to he's now angry and you are just like such a bad child because you said the word lie instead of saying, oh, you're telling a story. So I saw the version of him where he was happy and joyous and having fun and just a fun person to be around. But I saw more of him just being angry and frustrated and feeling like you have to do everything right because if you didn't, you're going to see the belt. With that being said, I felt uncomfortable. Um, he dealt with alcohol, uh, alcoholism, and that was a big issue of his. And because of that, there were times, quite a few times where I was embarrassed going to school or being around friends because he would be inebriated. Um, my father passed away when I was 19. And it is sad to say, but at that time, I felt a sense of relief only because I realized like, okay, I will no longer have to worry about ever being embarrassed that way again. I will never have to worry or be stressed out when I'm around this person because I feel like I don't know how to just be. I don't know how to just be without there being a problem at some point. Now, as I got older and I started having kids, I began to feel like I began to feel a sense of regret that he wasn't around. He wasn't around while I became an adult. He wasn't around for me to be able to speak to him as an adult because at this point, I'm not afraid of you anymore. You know what I mean? 
but I don't I don't have the opportunity to talk to him and try to figure out what was going on in his mind be able to talk to him and figure out what was the logic behind the way he raised us um figure out what was hurting him because obviously when someone is an alcoholic there's a pain that they're trying to cover up right now as a child I didn't see it this way I just saw somebody that was angry all the time and angry with me all the time and I didn't understand but as an adult when you start to learn certain things and you realize you know there's always a reason why people behave that the way that they do now I wish that I could have that conversation with him and learn more about him and not just that clear up any misunderstanding that was between the both of us because as I speak to my younger brother now just to let you guys know like the fa- the family dynamic is like so broken but I have my two brothers that I do have a relationship with. And like my younger one, I'm developing a closer bond with him now. And it's crazy because we both grew up in the same home, but there's so much about him that I don't, I didn't, I did not know. And so as I talk to him and he's telling me certain things that he knew or conversations that he had with our dad, I'm realizing there was a misunderstanding um, on my dad's part with me and the way I was towards him and there was a misunderstanding with me there was a breakdown somewhere and this had to do with things that were said to me about him and things that were said to me about my father things that were said to me about what my my father supposed supposedly said about me and so I wish I had the opportunity to have the conversations with him now and get more clarity because as a woman I realize that I have a lot of his personality as far as like just being a lighthearted person just being somebody that loves to make people laugh like love I just love to be I love making people laugh so if you ever know me personally you know that you're always laughing when you talk to me <laughs> you're always laughing when you're talking to me I love to make people feel good when they're around me I'm a lighthearted person I love to dance crack jokes all those things right so I know I get that from him and yeah I don't have the opportunity now to go back and have the conversations so although I didn't I don't have the opportunity to go back and have these conversations with him as I continue to get older I realized how much the relationship that I did have with him impact the way I showed up in relationships and it impact it had such an effect on the men that I allowed to be in my space and for a long time I honestly didn't believe that that relationship uh affected me so negatively because I'm not an angry person I don't I'm not a bitter person I don't hold grudges I'm just not an angry person it's just not in me um for the most part I am happy I go through my crazy dream like crazy life experiences and as bad as they may be at the end of the day I never end up being that angry person and so I honestly felt like I didn't really need healing from that I felt like okay I don't get the opportunity to speak to him so I can just move on and that's just what it is but at a certain point in life I went through a particular relationship that this relationship when it ended I felt like crap And I felt like crap because this man dragged me so bad. And I'm talking about him dragging my character. And I mean, of course, I know like everything that he was saying about me was false. He was saying it to hurt me like he did his best to tear me down with his words. The verbal abuse was at a level 10 with him. 
by, by the end of this relationship. And this is somebody that said he loved me. <laughs> um, so when I ended this relationship with him, I said, you know what, Nikki, you can't keep going through this. When I ended that particular relationship, I decided to not date anyone. And I think it was like two years of me being intentionally single because I needed to get my ish together. Because girl, what the heck is going on for you to begin this my Mind you, my relationships are always long term. It's just now recently the past year or two where it's like I'm really dealing with some clowns like these relationships ain't going nowhere. But prior to that, I would have like long term relationships and but they would all end in the same way where these men were just horrible to me. Now they started off being amazing and they were showing up as everything that I didn't have. I didn't realize at the time they were showing up as everything that I did not receive from my father. The attention, the love, the affection, the the sense of security. I was not, I didn't get that from my father and this is what these men were showing up as, right? So knight in shining armor. Again, consciously, I did not realize that this is what was happening, but subconsciously, I was being drawn to them because in my mind, okay, let me not jump ahead. I'm going to tell you guys why I was subconsciously drawn to them. Let's get back to the fact that I'm like, okay, Nikki, what's going on? Why are your relationships? They're all repeating themselves. Okay. First thing I realized, like, girl, you're the, you're the common denominator here. So, okay, <laughs> you're definitely an issue here. Now, what is it about these men that is the common denominator within these guys? And what I realized was they all had poor relationships with their parents. When it came to their fathers, they either did not have their father around or if the father was around, it was he wasn't around as he should have been. It was like very sporadic. And so he was not in the home or there often enough to lead these men and teach them how to be a man and all those things. You know, he just showed up once in a while. And then when it came to their mothers, the relationships weren't good at all. Like there were disrespectful relationships. And when I looked at it, I'm like, oh my God, like it's me. It's me. I didn't have a good relationship with my father because I was terrified of this man. And my relationship with my mother is not a good one either. And that story will be shared on the next podcast. So make sure y'all tune in. But I'm like, okay, so I'm attracting people that are dealing with the same ish that I've dealt with. And what I realized was subconsciously, I felt like because I'm showing up as this amazing woman I am loving, I am attentive, I am caring, I am all the things that a good man would appreciate from a woman, right? You're going to get all of that. But I felt like because I showed up that way that these men will realize like, oh, all that I didn't get this from my mother or my father, Nikki's giving it to me or Nicole's giving it to me. And you know what? I'm going to be loyal to her. I'm going to love her. I am going to do right by her because she is giving me something that I never got from my parents. Now I get to experience it from this woman. And so I'm going to lock her down. Again, this was subconsciously how I was showing up. This was not a conscious decision. And I think y'all all know that that, sh that don't get you anywhere. <laughs> that doesn't get you anywhere trying to show up or trying to show up and be the healer of 
somebody's past. It's not going to get you anywhere. People have to do the work themselves to get the healing and the breakthrough that they need from their past. Because if they do not, all they're going to do is damage you. They're going to take out all of that toxicity that's been building up within them, the poor behaviors, the poor communication, all of that they're going to pour it out on you. Now, when they first show up in your life, they're not going to show up with that, right? They show, they show up with a mask and they know how to show up and give you all the things that they can tell that you're missing. And then once you let down your guard and you just start to flow with all this love and security for them, they release on you what they would have wanted to release on their parents. And so... That is how my unhealthy father-daughter relationship has impacted my life. I've had to deal with one dysfunctional relationship after the other. Now, once I realized like, okay, this is what's going on here. It's time to switch it up. So I started dating differently and I started asking different questions. And of course I'm asking, what is your, what I, I need to know what their relationship is like with their mother and their father. And if they don't have a good one, then I need to know, baby, are you going to therapy? Like, how did you, how did you deal with healing this? Um, because I'm not taking anybody else that's going to bleed on me in that way. And I'm not showing up anymore as anyone's healer, right? We're not doing any more trauma bonding. And so I did start dating differently. Um, so of course, <laughs> although the relationships haven't been working out recently, it's nothing like what I was going through in my past. So ladies, I want you to think about what I just said and how I was showing up in these relationships and what I've learned just based off of my unhealthy relationship with my father and just see where you fit in that situation. See, pay attention to how your relationships currently are and how you're showing up and the type of man that you're actually you're actually allowing into your space. Because here's the thing. People like to say you attract who you are. Baby, I, I attract all kinds of people. And some people ain't nothing like who I am. <laughs> but although you may not attract everybody like who you are, and some people may be different, if you have a certain light about you, you're going to be attracting all kinds of people. The thing is, who are you choosing? Who are you allowing to give your time to? That's the real issue there because you can attract all kinds of people, but if you don't open a door to them, it don't matter, right? So I want you guys to think about where you're at and how you're showing up in your relationships right now. So let's talk about the effects of an unhealthy father-daughter relationship. Let's talk about the negative impact of the unhealthy relationship. I've already shared with you guys bits of my uh, negative impact and let's talk about the effects that it can have on a daughter's mental physical and emotional health so there's a review of research by Hurtland and bloomer and i hope i said the name right and this is from 2014 and they found that an emotionally distant critical or controlling father can affect a daughter's ability to form healthy relationships with men in the future <laughs> check that's me right this is because daughters may internalize their father's behavior as normal and may not be able to set healthy boundaries in their adult relationships and there's a saying or something where people like to say women marry their fathers <laughs> and i was like hell no nah, i'm not gonna marry my father like I'm not, I'm not marrying a man that's like my father, but I saw it as I am not going to marry a man who is an alcoholic. I'm not going to marry a man that is 
an abuser that hits women, right? Because I already told y'all on a previous podcast, please just go ahead and lock me up before a man ever thinks about raising his hands to me. So in my mind, okay, he's not abusive, check. He's not an alcoholic, check. That ain't my father. But (laughs) I ended up realizing I did marry somebody that was like my father because there were so many other things about his characteristics about my ex-husband's characteristics that were like my freaking father certain things like showing up for everyone else but your family right you can show up and be there for everyone else but then when it came to your family you would drop the ball and so that's just one example so we tend to marry our fathers and why because this is the male figure that's been in the home and this is the one that has been setting the example the entire time this is the example we have to go by so even if it's an example that we did not like and we wanted to run away from unless we go ahead and get the healing and deal with that impact of what that relationship was like girl you're about to step out the door and you will end up marrying or being with a man who is going to show you the same things it may show up in a different way but it's it's your father all over again so now in addition Uh, There's another research by Balby, and this is from 1973. Balby found that girls who experienced rejection from their fathers were more likely to manifest personality disorders compared to girls with a healthy bond with their fathers. This is attributed to the fact that the lack of emotional support and guidance from a father figure can negatively affect a daughter's mental and emotional development. So overall, the studies are suggesting that unhealthy father-daughter relationships can have a lasting impact on women's mental health and ability to form healthy relationships in the future. Here we go again with the issue of forming healthy relationships in the future because these father-daughter relationships are so powerful and this podcast is not just for the women for the men that are listening to I want you guys to pay attention and if you have daughters and you realize like you know what I'm not showing up the way I should or there's an area that I can do better at I am praying that this podcast will push you to want to do better and and show up for your daughters because it has such a huge impact on her life not just in her childhood but she carries this into adulthood as a woman and it will impact her career the way she views herself the way she shows up in relationships the type of men that she allows to be around her and if you're saying that you love your daughter I know that you want the best for her and you only want a great man to be in her life her being able to pick a great man is going to the the odds are so low when she comes from an unhealthy father-daughter relationship and so I'm just praying that the men that are out here that you guys I'm just taking heed to the research that I'm sharing with you guys and also with my story and how it's impact me um so the research is underscores the importance of a healthy and supportive relationship between a father and daughter. But now let's talk about the positive effects of a healthy father-daughter relationship. For example, there's a study conducted by Cabrera, Rifkin, and Tamis Lamanda. And this is from 2007. And I'm giving you guys these names and times so that you guys can do your own research, okay? But um, they found that girls who have positive and strong bonds with their fathers are more likely to have higher levels of self-esteem and confidence. They also found that girls who have healthy relationships with their fathers are better able to handle stress and frustration as their fathers provide... <laughs> listen as their fathers provide a protective role in their lives and help them develop healthy coping skills. 
There's another study that was done in 2014 that found that girls who have supportive fathers are less likely to develop depressive symptoms during their teenage years. And this study research, in this study, researchers have found that the fathers who were able to provide emotional support and guidance helped their daughters develop a stronger sense of self-worth and better problem-solving skills. And one more study I'm going to share with you guys. And this one is from Suarez Orozco and Suarez Orozco. 1995, they found that girls who have supportive relationships with their fathers are more likely to do well in academic settings. And this is because supportive fathers provide a sense of stability. Again, here we go with that stability, uh, guidance and motivation to their daughters, which can positively affect their academic performance. So overall, the studies are suggesting that when girls have positive and healthy relationships with their fathers, they are more likely to have high self-esteem, be able to handle stress, and have better academic performance. And this is because fathers who are emotionally supportive and involved in their daughter's lives provide a sense of what? Stability, guidance, and motivation to their daughters, which can lead to better psychological outcomes. Now, I want to kind of just throw this in real quick. I'm not saying that every woman who has experienced an unhealthy father-daughter relationship is out here depressed and can't get a good man and just failing in life. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that relationship plays a huge role on how this woman shows up in the world. And even if she turns out to be successful and ends up in a great relationship, there's so much internal battles that she's dealing with that you do not get to see. There's so many things that are hurting her on the inside that she's having to fight with and deal with daily, even to just keep that that beautiful relationship that she ended up being blessed with. So I wanted to put that out there. And I also want to say that not every girl that has a healthy father daughter relationship um ends up in the most beautiful magical relationship either because there may be other things that may impact her life not every woman is going to be in a great successful career or whatever right we all have our stories and we all have the way our stories play out and have their ending but the premise here is to point out how much this relationship plays a huge role in the lives of women and how it affects how successful they may or may not be in this world in relationships and careers in their lives period okay you guys so we already talked about the effect that the um father-daughter relationship has on a girl into her adult life whether it's a healthy or an unhealthy one but right now i want to share with you guys ways to help build a healthy father-daughter relationship if your father is still around and maybe as a child you did not have the best relationship um so i'm going to give you guys some strategies for healing from the past wounds and creating a stronger bond and just building a foundation of trust and clear communication because the benefits of having a healthy father-daughter relationship is everything. So I want to first start with communication and research is suggesting to have open and honest communication with your father. So if you've gone through a, a childhood or at some point in your relationship with your father where it was unhealthy or is toxic in any way and you're wanting to heal from this, open the lines of communication and even if that means like, hey, I'm not able to just have this conversation with him, just him and I, because I know it's not going to go over well or whatever you believe is going to happen. You can suggest 
therapy for both you and your father, or you can bring in a trusted family member to sit in during a conversation or just someone that with an unbiased opinion to just sit in where you both can hear each other talk. But definitely communication is at the top of it. Sis, you got to get out what you're feeling, despite how much you may be in fear or you, you know, you may feel like he may not be receptive or whatever it is your thoughts are, but it's your turn, sis. It's your turn and it's your time to open your mouth and say how you feel and how that experience has affected you in your life. So definitely, you know, look into some family therapy, some parenting uh, classes, uh, child parent communication training, whatever it is that you need to look into, but open the lines of communication. All right. So number two, we're also suggesting time together, spending time together, right? Spending some quality time is crucial in building a relationship. But at this point, you've already had the communication and this is something that you guys are now deciding to work and build on if this is where you're at. So then now it's time to spend some quality time together to help to rebuild. Go on things like outings or if when you get to that point vacation or just share activities that you guys both enjoy where you can continue to have the conversation and build that bond again and during this time you're going to be building your trust building trust and respect is essential for any healthy relationship whatsoever so just expressing respect and trust through verbal affirmations physical affection can help in healing past wounds and enhancing the relationship this father-daughter relationship a lot of the tools that they're giving to help heal the relationship and build it back up it's just the basic tools of any relationship and it's a matter of you being willing to do the work and your father being willing to do the work and so the next suggestion would be to come up with mutual problem solving and this requires active listening being able to compromise empathy and understanding each other's point of views and definitely setting setting boundaries so in the beginning you know when you're working on rebuilding this relationship you definitely want to be able to set boundaries as well if you grew up with a father that you know for me my father it was just there's no benefit of the doubt I don't care what you say I ain't trying to hear what you gotta say I think you're lying so you're lying I think you did it so you did it I think you're wrong so you're wrong oh but I made a, mis- I made a mistake I made an honest mistake I don't care no you're wrong So you're going to be in trouble. So that is basically saying to me as a child, as a human being, that I don't respect anything about your thoughts or how you feel. I don't, I'm not going to acknowledge it. It means nothing to me. And so if you grew up, if you grew up with that type of relationship, I would suggest setting boundaries with your father of how he communicates with you. And there has to be a level of respect on both ends. What I realize is that So many parents believe that because you are their child, that you don't deserve any form of respect, right? You don't deserve to be heard. Your thoughts don't matter because they are the parents. And that is such a dysfunctional way to think. And it just causes dysfunction in the relationship between the parent and child because there should be a mutual mutual respect. And although you may have a child, you have to remember your child is a human being just like you with thoughts and feelings, emotions, and all those great things that need to be heard and need to be released as well. So I would definitely suggest that setting boundaries with how you guys show up in each other's lives. But again, definitely seek professional help. Professional help is always available for families who need it. Don't be ashamed. And if you feel like it's an issue or something shameful to get therapy and you don't want anybody to know, again, like I say all the time, you ain't got to tell nobody your business. You do you, do what you need to do to get your healing and take care of you. 
Now, if you are a woman whose father is gone, like mine, mine is out of the picture. He died when I was 19. Or if your father is alive, but he's just not a part of your life. And this is not something that is feasible. You're not, you just know, like, we're not going to be able to work this out for whatever your reason is. Here's what I suggest for you, for your healing. want to start with some self-exploration, right? So one way to start your healing from your father-daughter wound is to explore the reasons why or explore the reasons behind the wound. Like the reasons behind my wound was I was fearful of him. He was abusive. He was scary. Um, he was no nonsense. And it just, a lot of the things that he did crushed me and just left me feeling anxious and afraid and nervous all the time. But then as I thought about it and how my father was and how he showed up, he dealt with alcoholism and that is a poison. That is a poison to the mind, a poison to the body. And I realized that when, again, when people are dealing with that, it's because there is a hurt within them that they are trying to suppress. That is the way that they do it. So figure out what the reason is behind your wound. Um, do self-reflection can provide insight into the root of the cause of the wound, which will lead to greater self-awareness and self-acceptance. When I realized, when I took the time to realize like where this was coming from, I had a better understanding and it helped me to release feeling like there was something wrong with me. I honestly grew up feeling like there was something wrong with me where I just couldn't get it right as a child to get my father to love me, to see me as a great kid, to want to have fun with me. Like I really held that on my shoulders and you guys already know I go to therapy and this is something that I talk about in my therapy sessions. Actually, when I first decided to do therapy about two years ago, two or three years ago, that was the discussion. It was about my, my relationship with my parents because I lived for years carrying that baggage. Like I don't know how to be good enough for them because whatever I did, I felt like it was never enough. So definitely do the self-reflection and get the therapy if you need it. Build a support network, having supportive people around you, such as your friends or other family members that you can talk to, you can open up to and like be able to process your feelings without being judged. Do it. If you're to the point where you feel like I need a support group or, you know, other people that can understand it, go ahead and find the support group, but do what you need to do sis, to heal that wound so you can start showing up differently writing you guys i have tons and tons and tons of journals right i'm like journal queen get those feelings out on paper if you want to write your father a letter to say what it is that you truly wanted to say to him go ahead and write that letter i actually did something like something like this with this last relationship that i went through and i wrote homeboy a letter and i really told him about himself <laughs> i said all the things that i wanted to say and it just felt good to get all of that out on paper. So if you're a person that likes to write, definitely write. Um, it can help you to feel better, understand your feelings and emotions more. And sometimes when we write, we end up putting so much on paper that we we realize like there, there was so much more that I was holding in within me that I did not even realize. So definitely if you are a person that likes to journal, I suggest that you write out those emotions and uh, y'all engage in some self-care, okay? self care practicing your self-care is a way to help you to heal from this taking care of your physical and your emotional needs um, such as getting enough sleep exercising regularly enjoying or engaging in hobbies can help women to feel more emotionally resilient and better able to handle their feelings and emotions and y'all already know when you're taking when you're being intentional about taking time to take care of yourself your body your health and all of that since you start feeling so much better right you start looking at yourself differently 
you start releasing some of the negative energy that you were carrying around. So definitely focus on your self-care. I told you guys, I think it was in my previous, my last podcast, how I schedule my day from the time I wake up at 5.15 to the time I'm supposed to be in bed at 10 o'clock. But from hour to hour to hour, my day is scheduled right down from the time I'm going to be praying. I'm meditating. I'm taking my son to the bus stop. I'm eating breakfast. I'm going to the gym. I'm recording my podcast. I even include time for my self-care in the schedule for that day. So do that because you're going to realize like how much it helps you to feel so much better about yourself and release so much tension. And finally, I'm going to suggest working on forgiveness. And I know, I know forgiveness can be something that is really hard, right? But we all know that forgiveness is not for them. It's not for the next person. It's for you. It is so that you are not walking around no bitter Betty. Okay. So definitely release it. Studies show that forgiveness can lead to greater emotional healing and a sense of closure. And again, the forgiveness is not just for him. It's not even about him. It's about you, sis. But I also want you to focus on forgiving yourself. One thing that I've learned time and time again is that a lot of times when we have a hard time forgiving someone, we're holding on to unforgiveness within ourselves, for ourselves. We feel like if I would have done this, it would have been different. Or if I was this or however things would have been different or maybe this was my fault because i xyz and then we hold on to that anger and our frustration within ourselves learn to forgive yourself so you're not only working on forgiving and releasing your father for whatever he did or however or whatever he did not do but you're going to work on forgiving and healing yourself let go of whatever you're blaming yourself for. Again, I just blamed myself and felt like I just couldn't get my shit together, right? As a child, I was a child <laughs> and I really felt like I can't do anything right. And I keep making mistakes and damn, because I keep making this, these mistakes, I keep getting my butt tore up. But why do I keep messing up? I was a freaking child. And imagine being a child that is anxious and nervous all the time. What you gonna do? you're bound to make even more mistakes, right? Because even as adults, that's what happens when we're nervous, when we're worried, when we're fearful, we can't think straight, right? We can't think, it's hard to think clearly. And so that is something that I had to work on with myself and I had to release that burden of feeling like this is my fault. It wasn't my fault. So since however he didn't show up for you or whatever he did that hurt you, it wasn't your fault. You cannot blame yourself for how somebody else behaves towards you. You cannot blame yourself for somebody else's character. That's not on you. So work on forgiving him and work on forgiving yourself so you can set yourself free. So overall, the, the strategies that I suggest um, for healing a father-daughter wound, it, they're all possible things that you guys can do, even if your father is no longer around. But just engaging in self-exploration, building a support network, even if that support network only looks like you and your therapist, do that. Writing, practicing self-care and forgiveness. Women, we can begin to heal from these wounds and move forward towards greater emotional resilience and well-being and I mean at the end of the day I want all of us to be able to experience healthy relationships across the board not just with men not you know just romantic relationships but relationships with friends with colleagues or just how we show up in the world I want it to be from a healthier space and not from a space where we're showing up wounded 
right? We're showing up easily triggered by certain things because of what our father did or did not do. I want better for us. I want us to excel in this world. I want us to have great careers and be emotionally healthy and physically healthy. I want us to all look at ourselves with love and just know how amazing we all are and how precious we all are. So if you are a woman that you know you need to do the work, And it's unfortunate that we now have to do this work because it's not easy. I'm going to put that out there. It's not easy. And it's painful when we have to um, address these stories. And, you know, even me with my therapy sessions, I've had so many sessions where I just broke down crying like a baby. And when I share my um, episode next week, you guys are going to hear more about it. But at this point, it's, you know, they no longer have the power, right? You have the power at this point and you have the control and you get to decide how you move forward. You get to decide how you show up in the world and how you're treated and how you're respected. So go ahead, hone that power and do the work. So that's basically it for today's podcast. I want to encourage you guys to just examine your own relationships, what's going on in your lives now. And if it's not, if your relationships are not optimal ones and they're not, they're not where you want them to be, examine them and figure out what is going on. You know, why is the relationship like this? Why am I showing up? the way I am or why am I allowing certain people to be in my life when they may not be bringing me the peace the love and the joy that I desire and I deserve so definitely examine your relationship and I want to encourage you guys who have unhealthy relationships to seek healing and restoration all right you guys tune in next week as I talk about the mother-daughter relationship and how that affects us whether it's healthy or unhealthy and of course I will have to share my story as well Um, Other than that, you guys, you know, I can't let you go without giving you a scripture. And today's scripture is from Psalm 147, verse 3. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So this Bible verse uh, is a powerful reminder of God's love and compassion for those who are hurting. It speaks of how God cares for the brokenhearted and heals their emotional wounds. And this verse is a source of comfort and hope for many believers who are dealing with pain, grief, and loss. The phrase, he heals the brokenhearted, speaks to the restorative power of God's love and grace. It reminds us that no matter how deep our pain or how broken our wounds may be, God has the power to heal and restore us. The healing process may take time, okay? It may take some time. And it may not happen in the way we expect, but we can trust that God is working all things for good. The phrase, and binds up their wounds, adds another layer of significance to this verse. It shows that God not only heals our emotional wounds, but also cares for us in a practical way. Just as a loving parent cares for their child's physical wounds by applying a bandage or administering medicine, God cares for our wounds or God cares for our emotional wounds by providing comfort, guidance, and strength. And overall, this verse reminds us of God's love and care for us, even in our most difficult moments. It encourages us to turn to God for healing, comfort, and restoration, and to trust his faithfulness to see us through even the toughest of times. Be blessed, y'all.